1: Greetings, saints. Many blessings to you. Thank you for joining us today for the Unleavened Bread Bible Study. And Father, thank you so much. Without you, it's not possible. We just praise you. We thank you for what you're doing. We thank you for giving us the battle and uh, winning the battle for us. In Jesus' name, we thank you that um, we're learning to walk in heavenly places above this world above the wickedness of this world in Jesus name amen okay so you guessed it we're going to walk in heavenly places by faith number 3 and i'm going to start out with this good word given to debbie pinski 72523 Blessings to you, brethren. I am sharing this word I received from the Lord early this morning. Quote, My daughter, pin my heart upon this page. These words from my heart are for you, my people. My word to you now is this. Stay pure, stay calm, stay vigilant, stay gentle in spirit. But you must be bold and strong against your adversary, Satan, the devil, casting down his assault weapons of condemnation, doubt, and fear. Know that your angels are there, and they fight for you, but you must use your armor against this wicked foe. Remain on guard and stand against the distractions of the enemy, the world, and your flesh. For they are all one against you. They are all one enemy of your souls. They are one enemy against your brothers and your sisters. They are against you because they are against me who is in you. Yes, your greater one is in you. This is why you already know and already confess the victory over each plan of the enemy. But some among you are weaker in their confession of what and who they are in me. That's the problem there. Well, we know that we are by faith sons of the living God, given his authority to rule over the flesh, the devil, and the world. The strong man is bound, and we are to plunder him. Amen. Back to the Revelation. I hear their sick, their cries unto me, their desire to be strong in their faith and strong in the fight. As they are growing in the faith, hold your weapons high over them, for you are one with them. Every member must be protected. Keep their eyes on me. In other words, protect with our faith those who are weaker. Amen. I am the one that allows your enemy to break through past the angels so that you learn to fight and resist, becoming stronger in confessing my word in the spirit of great boldness and authority against the enemy, for yourselves and for your brethren who are weaker. Yes, so we need to give no place to the enemy in our speech or in our actions, right? Yes. But I tell you this, they will not remain weak, they will grow in strength, and I will in this day cause them to grow quickly, understanding how to handle their weapons of warfare against the enemy. So, in faith, you must see each battle won in victorious conquest, amen, see it as done. You see Jesus in the mirror, that's the finished product in you, and you claim it, right, amen. Rise up and be victorious over the war for your souls. Shout my name, shout my name, which is your banner. Stand and be encouraged in what I tell you right now, that not one among you will be left lying on the battlefield. Fight for my great name, for yourselves and for one another. I am always your sword, and I will always be your strong tower. Victory is yours through my great name, for I am your great reward. Keep awake, discerning, fighting, and through me you will always attain the victory. Rejoice that each battle has already been won. Amen. I agree. (laughs) In this one we called Keep the Cross Close to Your Heart. Marie Kelton, 728. 23, I had an open vision during the meeting where the Lord was sitting next to me, and he had a necklace with a cross on it, and she puts the crucified walk, yep, I agree, and also our enemies were conquered at the cross, amen, the Lord then put the necklace on me, the necklace was long enough to lie on top of my heart. The Lord spoke to me and said, Keep this close to your heart. Amen. This is very important. Luke 9 and 23 says, And he said unto all, If any man would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. So our cross is obedience to the word in the midst of trials that's the cross proverbs 4:20 20 and 21 says my son attend to my words incline thine ear unto my sayings let them not depart from thine eyes keep them in the midst of thy heart proverbs 6:20 20 and 21 my son keep the commandment of thy father and forsake not the law of thy mother Find them continually upon thy heart. Tie them about thy neck. Amen. Okay, we call this one, A Newer Heights of Praise and Worship. Debbie Finsky, 10, 14, 22. This morning on our Zoom scripture and prayer meeting, Father started speaking this word to me. I am lifting you up into newer heights of praise and worship that even astounds the angels in heaven. Amen. Keep it up. The angels came and taught us how to worship and praise God and bring down the enemies and bind them by worship and praise. Keep it up. If you slack off, you see a slackening of that wall that's between us and the enemy. So this is the time where I am bringing my true people throughout the earth into newer heights of worship and praise of me. This is one way my glory is going to fill the earth. For as my people worship and praise me in the fullness of spirit and truth, the power of my Holy Spirit will fill you. And my glory will fill you and will flow forth from you even now to restore and revive many of my own. So, my people, let my glory and my power flow. Amen. Thank you, Father. Amen. I agree. And this is a testimony experience uh, given to Anonymous five twenty nine twenty three. I experienced myself being up so very high and seated in heavenlies in spiritual light. I saw many devils located way down beneath me. They were so very far down in darkness, which seemed to have no end. And I heard devils trying to call out to me but I could barely hear what they were saying. That's a good place. Stay right on up there, you know, so you don't need to listen to them, right? Amen. Because they were so far away. And it sounded like they were saying things similar to the thoughts they tried to give me. But for me to hear clearly what they were saying, I would have to leave my place up so high and go down lower. Yep. Just remember that. That's a good point. You you want to hear what they say? Well, you're going to go lower. So if go low to hear uh, the enemy, we are in their territory of power, right? Amen. I saw how they are way below me while I'm in Christ in the heavens. I have authority over them, and they literally have to obey me. They are literally under me. Amen. This is true. The enemy tried to give me fear of the unknown, which is just not trusting God. And while I was experiencing all this, I knew that if I agreed with the fear of the unknown, I would be taken out of this place. In other words, you would go down lower. Ooh. But by trusting God, I could stay in this high place in the heavens i had to not agree with the familiar thoughts and feelings of fear of the unknown if i entertained it i would be taken lower many people worry about the unknown what if this and what if that no, and maybe it's something i did and blah 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 yep they're they're down there and the devil gets a grip on them too because they're always crying for prayer Stay up there where you belong. Remember seeing Jesus in the mirror. Only Jesus, right? It seemed as though the devils were so far down that they couldn't see me properly. But they knew that I was there and they would shoot arrows of thoughts and feelings to try and get me to look at them. Well, don't pay any attention to their thoughts. Their thoughts are not God's thoughts. We want to. Have God's thoughts. We want the scriptures in our mind. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Right? Believe and speak what the Bible says about you. Right. Sometimes the arrows would get me and I would either choose to listen and agree with it or choose to ignore it. But most of the time they would shoot randomly and miss me because I was so high up and not fully in view If I commanded the devils to be quiet, they had to obey straight away. That's a good thought. Tell them to shut up. You know, amen. I saw that the flesh and the enemy are always trying to take us out of this high place in the heavens by using thoughts, feelings, self-will, fear, and doubt, wanting to control us. We need to remember and know that each moment God is in control and allow Him to do what He wants within us and outside of us. Only when we are in Him fully and completely aligned with His Word, will, and Spirit do we have this full authority over the enemy. So submit to God, and the devil must flee. Amen. Ephesians 2, 4-6 But God, being rich in mercy for His great love wherewith He loved us, even when we were dead through our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace have you been saved. It's already done. It's already done. And and raised us up with Him and made us to sit with Him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Amen. We're up there. We're up there. They can't reach us. They're having trouble. Luke 10, 17 through 20. And the seventy returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject unto us in thy name. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan fallen as lightning from heaven. Behold, I have given you authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall in any wise hurt you. Amen. He's given you authority over all the power of the enemy. Don't forget that. The devil tries to make you forget that. Verse 20. Nevertheless, in this rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Ephesians 6 and 16, With all, take up the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the evil one. Yes, you know who you are in Christ. You know that Christ is in you. You know that you have the gift of Christ in you. Don't let them drag you down telling you this, that, and the other uh, with their ignorance. Don't let them happen. Colossians 3, 1 through 3, if then you were raised together with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is seated on the right hand of God. Set your mind on the things that are above, not on the things that are upon the earth. For you died, and your life is hid with Christ in God. Amen. And First Peter 5, 8 and 9 says, Be sober and be watchful, your adversary The devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. That's the people who forget their high estate and what Jesus has given to them, authority over all the devil and all of his temptations and everything. Whom withstand steadfast in your faith, knowing that the same sufferings are accomplished in your brethren who are in the world. James 4 and 7, be subject therefore unto God, but resist the devil and he will flee from you. He's afraid of you when you're submitted to God and you're resisting him. Some people cry and moan and groan and that's all they do, but they don't know. They've been given authority and it's them that's stopping things from happening. Okay, we call this one Word of God, a flame of fire. Marie Kelton, 728-23. During the meeting, I was dealing with anxiety. And I told the Lord about the anxiety. I then had an open vision. The Lord was sitting next to me. And I saw in the palm of the Lord's hand was a Bible And the Bible was on fire. I looked up at the Lord, and his eyes were a flame of fire. The Lord opened the Bible, and the scriptures in the Bible were on fire also. Then the Lord said, The scriptures burn up the wood, hay, and stubble. Yes. Romans 12 and 2 says, And be not fashioned according to this world, but ye ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. With what? With the Word of God. Who is who? Jesus. That you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Well, dealing with uh, anxiety and other fleshly emotions are the trials and temptations that we go through in order to Overcome them by applying faith in the promises of the Word of God. And Philippians 4 and 6 says, In nothing be anxious. Nope, not going to be anxious. Don't claim it. It's not yours. In nothing be anxious, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. So you just pray and you thank Him, right? It's that easy. And we give thanks to God with our requests because He has already delivered us from these temptations. Amen. 1 Corinthians three eleven 11-13 says, For other foundation can no man lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. But if any man buildeth on the foundation gold and silver, costly stones... Wood, hay, and stubble. Okay. Well, I would say the wood, hay, and the stubble are the thoughts, ideas, and works of the old life, which many never reject. They continue to think the way they always thought instead of the renewed mind of Christ. When you see Jesus in the mirror, just remember, you don't live anymore. He lives in you, as Paul said. The good confession. Verse 13, Each man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, because it is revealed in fire. And the fire itself shall prove each man's work of what sort it is. So the fiery trial will conquer the wood, hay, and stubble, if we repent and believe the Word. Then I heard or thought, the word of the Lord is a flame of fire, unquote. and I asked the Lord, "What was the fire that covered the Bible?" And the Lord said, quote, "It is the fire of the Holy Spirit." Unquote. Matthew three eleven and twelve, I indeed baptize you in water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you in the Holy Spirit and in fire, whose fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly cleanse his threshing floor. And he will gather his wheat into the garner, but the chaff he will burn up with unquenchable fire. chaff, of course, is the outer husk. Representing the old man, right? It's burned up in that fiery trial. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, we call this one Entering into the Rest. Winnie Asageda, 83021. I dreamed I got dressed to go outside in my favorite comfortable gray dress. Well, gray, in this case, probably represents death to self. We uh, need to be comfortable in the death of the old man, right? It was a beautiful and bright sunny day outside, and I heard David pull up in the blue truck that him and Michael drive in often. David was wearing a denim jacket with patchwork of different colors. Well, that's kind of like Joseph's coat of many colors, which I believe represents the different attributes of the light. You know, a prism refracts all the different attributes of the light into different colors, right? But it's still the light. Um, The light of the Lord. So this represents putting on, by faith, these works, these different attributes of walking in the light. And he came to to talk to, and to give something to Chuck. Well, Chuck means to throw away or discard, at least down south it does. (laughs) In our trials, we give up the old man and his ways, and we put on the new man of Christ and his ways, right? So just Chuck him, right? Chuck the old man, (laughs) Angelica and Shalanda were also outside, and Angelica had a little boy with her, maybe about eight or nine years of age, and I believe this is probably representing her personal man-child of Christ in you, the hope of glory. That man is growing, 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 and soon he will be seen by the world, right, when he's birthed, right? That's your personal man-child. Christ will be seen in you. We had a couple of swings in our front yard for Zoe to swing on. Zoe brought out a comfortable teal chair that I keep in the bedroom of our house, and she hooked it onto the middle of her other swings so that I could swing as well. Well, Zoe represents God's life who will give the rest of this chair, this heavenly blue chair. Uh, The chair represents being seated in heavenly places with him. Amen. Shalanda and Angelica wanted to try and swing on the teal swing chair, but the weight limit was below our weights. So I said that we couldn't do that. I told them that I was able to get on it before but now I needed to get some weight off. Well, that means too much weight or flesh will not allow us to be seated in heavenly places. And you cannot enjoy or enter into the rest of faith that way. In another scene, I was in a car and Chuck was driving. I was turned around and I was observing from the back window and saw a man driving a red pickup truck directly behind us, but also on our right. Well, I think this probably represents looking behind to see that the gifts were already given to us at the cross. The man in the truck could represent Jesus, and red is for the blood, right? The man in the truck threw some butterflies into the air as gifts, but I wasn't certain that they were real. Some of the butterflies were hanging on a string, uh, three in a row. Uh, I think the gifts of butterflies represents freedom and the new life that we have in Christ, the born-again life, right? Because butterflies are born again that beautiful. Usually they're kind of wormy looking, you know. And they change, like a lot of people. But it's a process. Uh, Winnie, not knowing if the butterflies were real, is uh, walking by sight. And the perception of spiritual things are not clear. And if we are seeing in the natural, the promises don't seem seem real unto us. The three butterflies hanging on a string could represent spirit, soul, and body, salvation, or the complete born-again experience that we were given. Some of the butterflies landed high up in a tree, and I was sad because I thought I couldn't reach it. But then I saw a little girl reach them. Well, we believe we can't reach them, but we need childlike faith. Right? Amen. I then remembered Angelica had put some butterflies away for me inside a blender cup I have that I use to make fruit smoothies. So that's Angelica and fruit, right? The angels preserve our butterflies, representing our born-again fruit. Amen. It was hanging right over my teal chair, swinging in my front yard. I thought I couldn't reach it, but I was able to. And that's, of course, because that chair speaks of resting in the heavenly places by faith. So then you have better reach, right? I opened the cup, and there were different kinds of yellow and black butterflies that reminded me of swallowtails. Some of the butterflies were yellow with stripes and some had few stripes and some had no stripes at all. Well, the Lord is probably using a play on words here. Angelica put the butterflies in Winnie's cup because in essence, we have to swallow the promises by drinking the water of the word. And swallowtails represent the grace and free nature of the soul. And through Jesus, God gave us freely the grace to be set free and to fly. And uh, they are reachable when we reach out by faith and take them. Amen. I asked the Lord uh, for a verse for this dream and received Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart, and lean not upon thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he will direct thy paths. Don't only believe when we see, but by faith in what God has said. Amen. Okay, uh, cleansed his way, we call this. This is Samuel Fire 5, 5 9, I heard in prayer, quote, So much now is being overcome by the breaking of all strongholds and learning to hold the new life and ground. The false feelings you have are the reactions and attacks in the spiritual through witchcraft. Everything you feel is bodily. The flesh feels, but the spirit is fire. I was reminded of the wood, hay, and stubble, how it burns in the fire, and then shown that the trees and plants would scream if they had feelings, of course, in the fire. Then when you do physical exercise or have attacks, etc., this is the same in relation, but never lasts longer than God's love. His love lasts forever. And then I was reminded that God wants us to have the purest, finest gold and the perfect place for eternity with Him. He wants us not the stuff that has been wrapped around us. He wants us not the stuff that's been wrapped around us, right? It's not the old man that he's interested in. Uh, That's just the plant but it bears the fruit, and that's what he's after. It's like a candy bar wrapper. Everybody thinks it's so wonderful, that outer wrapper, but uh no, nah, it's just passing away. You know, pretty soon wrinkles show up, and you know. <clears throat> Remember the good and refrain from the ways of the bad. What may be good once can be bad later. I saw an apple was fresh and ripe, and when left alone, would eventually rot. Yeah, so you want to partake of the benefit of that before it decays, right? Passes away. The focus on me was to teach many. As soon as self is led, corruption caused wickedness to remain. Remember to do good and set fire to evil. I was reminded how even Lot's wife's name is not mentioned, nor was Job's wife named. Well, both of them seem to have failed, right? Our attention is to the righteous. We are to give glory and praise in the Lord for what he said is good. I then saw myself entering an area which is covered in darkness and evil, it would try to stick to me and attack me. I saw myself using a clean sponge to wipe a wall. Uh, well, the wall probably represents sanctification, right? A clean sponge. And the area was cleaner, but the sponge now needed cleaning. <laughs> yeah. Then you can throw it all in the fire, right? <laughs> Amen um return to me have the flame never go out it has spread and will burn your duties are simply to pray and praise i will show you more Unquote. i felt this may be for just myself as everyone has different roles in the body of christ but i also felt the word is to be spoken because that always pleases God. Well, not only that, it brings the word to pass. Faith without works is dead. So quite often the work that you do that makes your uh, word alive is to speak it. Uh, I saw a buffing pad polishing something metallic that was already very beautiful the shine afterwards was so intense that it looked like it was glowing. Well, getting rid of the last impurities so that the shine comes through, right? Uh, that's good. I pray that all of us are that in that good shape, right? Always be speaking the truth, the Word. Keep reading and declaring promises. His promises cannot be negated. Amen. To remove the hardest and worst hurts from the past takes the longest time. Persevere. In other words, shine, right? And when you restrict the body, I am closer. Break and remove the strongholds. Declare the victory rely on the promises in my Son, see the end, imagine and picture and speak the victory. I saw singing holy angels and worship with the words, Holy, Holy, Holy. Amen. So declare it, say it, speak it. Uh, break and remove the strongholds by speaking it. Agree with the Word and speak it. We call this a holy vessel, Anonymous one three twenty three. I heard in prayer, no matter where you are, there is a deep darkness. That's true. There is always darkness trying to overwhelm and take over. Consume the light of the Word and shine. Amen. Isaiah 61 and 2 says, Arise and shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the peoples. But the Lord will arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. Amen. And here's the NENT, Colossians 1, 12 and 13. Giving thanks to the Father who fitted you to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Well, we know saints in light uh, are inheriting everything, right? But we also are fitted to be partakers with them, right? who delivered us out of the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of the Son of His love. In John 1 and 5, And the light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness apprehended it not. You are to be in the fight. In other words, be in constant prayer and warfare. N-E-N-T, 1 Thessalonians five sixteen through 18 says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus towards you. Amen. Ephesians 6 and 12, For our wrestling is not against flesh and blood, but against the principalities and against the authorities and against the world rulers of this darkness and against the spirituals of the wickedness in the heavenlies amen that's where we fight second corinthians 10:3 and 4 says for though we walk in the flesh we do not war according to the flesh for the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh but mighty before god Unto casting down of strongholds. First Timothy 6 and 12. Fight the good fight of the faith. Lay hold on the life eternal. Well, you know, you have to do this. If you don't fight, you will lose. The enemy will fight. So you fight the good fight of the faith so that you can lay hold on what Jesus gave to you freely. Whereunto thou wast called, and didst confess the good confession in the sight of many witnesses. Be at peace in me, and where you are. So, trusting in the Lord always, right? Proverbs 3 and 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all thy heart, and lean not upon thine own understanding. Psalm 37 and 4. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he will give thee the desires of thy heart. Amen. So, make the place at that moment a heaven, right? You know, don't get drugged down towards the earthly. Make it a heaven. Turn all situations into peace and joy. Nehemiah 8 and 10 says, Then he said unto them, Go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet, and send portions unto him whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy unto our Lord, neither be ye grieved, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. So, if you get the mully grubs and you get drunk down too close to the enemy, and he wants to just snatch you on down out of the air, right? Turn it into joy. Don't be grieved. Cast down grief and turn it into joy. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Remember that. Grief doesn't give you strength. Okay, any Romans 15 and 13. Now the God of hope. Fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope in the power of the Holy Spirit. What can God not do to save you? Nothing is too hard for God. Start praising and giving thanks. Let the joy of the Lord be yours. And this, of course, is, is a warning to not fall into the deep end, right? Not to let the enemy steal anything. In the NT, John 10 and 10, The thief cometh not but to steal and kill and destroy. But I came that they may have life and may have it in abundance. All right. I am all, and you are my temple. In all places, time, and situation, put me and the Holy Spirit first. In NT, Matthew 6 and 33, But seek ye first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. O glory be to God. So, this is to alert you to not be concerned about anything. Just pray and praise me, he says. The power you use in speech and talk is me. Use it wisely. I am not to be flipped around like a pancake for your own gain. In other words, prosperity, preaching, you know. We're here to do the work of the Lord. You know, Jesus didn't have a place to lay his head, and he just kept walking because his most important thing was to do the will of the Lord and bring people into the kingdom. So there could be a geometric progression right down to our day. But no, religion got in there and messed it all up, and so it just became religion, right? But we're going back. We're going to get it all. What do you do for me, he asks. Well, be mindful of the thoughts and words spoken and uh, be according to the word. In ENT, Hebrews 4.12 For living is the word of God and active and sharper than any two-edged sword and piercing even to the dividing of soul and spirit of both joints and marrow, and a discerner of thoughts and intents of the heart. Amen. Sometimes we need to talk slow enough, think slow enough, that we can discover if this is really of God, you know, these thoughts. Quote, Can you await my instructions and provision? Unquote. Be patient in your faith. Luke nine Luke twenty one nineteen in your patience you shall win your souls and James one and three and four says Knowing that the move the proving of your faith worketh patience and let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and entire lacking in nothing. So being patient in your faith will enable you to have everything the Lord provided for you. Amen. Hebrews 6, and 12 says, And we desire that each of you show the same diligence unto the fullness of the hope even to the end, that you be not sluggish, but imitators of them who through faith and Patience inherit the promises. So patience in your faith will give you everything. Amen. The Lord is coming, and all His blessings are already sent. Like a train to arrive at the station, stay standing in expectation with your ticket ready. The earnest are to be rewarded knowing that I will deliver on time. Are you worthy to receive? Be constantly checking the validation of your ticket each and every day. Die to self and replace all with my word as Christ. So, doing all that you are required to receive and looking to the answers and provision in expectation. Amen. NENT says, Romans 8 and 9, But ye are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if so be that God's Spirit dwelleth in you. But if any man hath not Christ's Spirit, he is none of his. Christ's Spirit, of course, is the individual born-again Spirit. If you don't have that, you don't belong to Him. But if you've got the Holy Spirit dwelling in you, He's going to give your spirit power. Amen. Philippians 1 and 20. According to my earnest expectation and hope, that in nothing shall I be ashamed, but with all boldness as always, now also Christ shall be magnified in my body, whether by life or by death. Romans 8.19. For the, ex- the earnest expectation of the creation awaiteth the revelation of the sons of God. Amen. And they are coming to be manifest at this time. Do you keep the desire of me in your heart? Have every uh, ache and pain in the need of me? Priorities and humility. NENT, 1 Corinthians 14 and 1. Follow after love, yet desire earnestly the spirituals, but rather that you prophesy. Amen. First Timothy 2 and 4 who willeth all men to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. Amen. Never forget that you are deeply loved in any situation or trial. Just keep to the foundation and character of my Son. You all will need to sincerely hate all evil, or it will be brutal to remove from you. Separate from all things opposing the Lord, no matter the attachment or level of pain. In ENT, James 4 and 7, Be subject, therefore, to God, but resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Amen. In this one we call Draw Deeper Into God, Samuel 5. 4:13:23 I was seeking the Lord regarding why it hurts when we seek him more than we have before and why do we feel a type of fear when going deeper and deeper into God's presence. And I heard, because nothing can completely handle my presence. They all have to be recreated as my son, or that aspect must fall before me. Nothing hath ascended into heaven, but he that descended out of heaven, right? That's Jesus, right? Jesus in us is what's going to heaven. I am making a wonderful work in you all, and these are great times for you to share and to hold on to each other and to rely completely on me and my promise. Keep your focus and love. Do not let go of your deepest desire. There is some hurt and old self that cannot be in my holy kingdom. I felt something like the deeper we go, the harder it is to get closer. And then I saw a person trying to swim underwater but had to breathe out because of the air held in them would cause them to float to the top. But in order to stay submerged and to go to the deepest depths with God, one would need to be completely dead self and only have Jesus in control and the Lord of their life. Be the loving example of my word. Press into the perfect place of me. Keep on focusing on me. Read and pray. Be helpful to each other in assistance. Help each other on the words spoken in agreement. No one is doing worse off than the price paid by my son. Do not compare. Do not rejoice on the enemy's defeat. But be concerned over the walk that you and others are doing. Watch carefully, right? Draw deeper into me and want to do with me all the great things I have set before you. Learn to have no ability to do anything by self. That everything is already done in Christ. I have said, and it is now just a time to be deeper in the revelation of my love for you. I felt that we just need to let go, to stop, and to believe So hard to do, but just think and speak, especially in the trials. Yes, in the trials, you need the power. Do not worry. Everything is done. You have not because you you have to worry about it all. And you don't have to worry about it at all. I felt that we need to praise God to speak out what is His love to us and to receive it as though we already have it. Well, aren't we commanded to do that with everything that we pray? Everything. Mark 11 and 24. Believe you receive it. The enemy is always attacking and lying to you every moment. The world is always trying to distract you and trying to get in the way of you and me. The enemy and the flesh try to use your hurt and old memories to separate us. But you need to give all these to me. And when you read and apply my word in truth and love, I am accepted and connected to you. When it is difficult, give to me attention and prayer. Praise me, for I am the final answer and solution. Amen. So sometimes we get so caught up in what we don't see yet that we keep on groaning and moaning and crying and so on. But Jesus said, believe you have received. And if you don't do that, you're putting off the solution. By wisdom, Vanessa Weeks. In a dream, I was in a small store or house that had many knick-knacks. These were on tables and organized together in different parts of the room. There was also a large and sturdy old book that had many drawings depicting the stories told in the book. Sounds like the Bible, doesn't it? It was a special book with gold on the four corners of the cover. Yep, that's the Word of God. I was looking at this book, and then I saw a couple of children sitting on the floor looking at it. I saw a white crocheted owl. An owl to me means wisdom. And the man that getteth understanding... For the gaining of it is better than gaining of silver, and the profit thereof than fine gold. She is more precious than rubies, and none of the things that can, thou canst desire are to be compared unto her. Length of days is in her right hand, and in her left hand are riches and honor. Her ways are ways of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to them that lay hold upon her, and happy is everyone that retaineth her. I took the owl with my right hand and put it in a blue picture frame, in other words, a picture of wisdom, Proverbs 23 and 23 says, Buy the truth and do not sell it. Get wisdom and instruction and understanding. And Barry said, I think this would involve praying for it in faith. Amen. Searching God's Word for it, but also humility and a willingness to live by it. I gave this owl in the picture in the blue picture frame, to a young lady who was to my right, where Jesus put the sheep, I believe, (laughs) who was wearing a red shirt. So she is uh, washed in the blood of Christ. And after I woke up, I thought that this lady was Gabby. Wow! I gave it to her for her birthday. Gabby means... God is my strength. Amen. Then after I got home, I began to feel guilty because I realized that I had taken the owl without asking or paying for it. I was repenting and asking the Lord to forgive me, but I I did not know how to make it right because I gave the owl to Gabby and did not think I could take it back to return it to the owner. Then I woke up. Well, after I woke up, I realized this owl is the same as Zoe's crocheted owl in real life. Owls, to me, represent wisdom, so I believe it represents wisdom of the life of God. And you know, the original owner uh, passed that on to us, and we don't have to pay for it. He already paid for it, right? I received by faith at random for this dream Daniel 5 and 16. In context, 13 through 16. Daniel 5 and 13. Then was Daniel brought in before the king. The king spake and said unto Daniel, Art thou that Daniel, who art of the children of the captivity of Judah, whom the king my father brought out of Judah? I have heard of thee that the spirit of the gods is in thee, and that light and understanding and excellent wisdom are found in thee. And now the wise men, the enchanters, have been brought in before me, that they should read this writing, and to make known unto me the interpretation thereof. But they could not show the interpretation of the thing. But I have heard of thee, that thou canst give interpretations, and dissolve doubts, now, if thou canst read the writing, and make known to me the interpretation thereof, thou canst be clothed with purple, and have a chain of gold about thy neck, and shalt be the third ruler in the kingdom. Also, I asked the Lord about the feeling of guilt that I had in the dream, and received by faith at random, Proverbs twenty-eight fifteen. In context, verses 13 through 15. Proverbs 28, 13. He that covereth his transgressions shall not prosper, but whoso confesseth and forsaketh them shall obtain mercy. Happy is the man that feareth always, but he that hardeneth his heart shall fall into mischief. And verse 15, As a roaring lion and as a ranging bear, so is a wicked ruler over a poor people. I believe the Lord is saying to me by this verse and dream to pay the price for wisdom. And he has given me grace to confess and forsake my sin. Proverbs twenty-eight, twelve and 13 says, But where shall wisdom be found? And where is the place of understanding? Man knoweth not the price thereof, neither is it found in the land of the living. Verse 28, And unto man he said, Behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom, and to depart from evil is understanding. Father, thank you for showing us the price of wisdom. Please give us grace to fear you and depart from evil. And in faith receive your wisdom. In Jesus' name, Amen. We call this next one, Taking from the Enemy's Camp, Tiana Fire, six ten twenty three. 23 I dreamt that I was living with a community of brethren. But we didn't live in a specific spot. But we traveled Around All the time and everything we had was physically light and God provided all of our needs. Well, uh, this is kind of the way of being not attached to worldly physical things, but anchored in the Lord. We have very little time left and uh, it's time for us to do the work of our father and to get busy doing the work of the Father, not distracted by the things of the world or keeping up with the Joneses or any of that stuff. At this point, the Lord had led us all to travel to a different town. And to get there, we had to walk along a beach side for a few days. We slept under the stars and God provided food without us doing anything but walking where he wanted. Well, the disciples did that. They walked everywhere. <laughs> uh, but uh, rest in him, no matter the situation, because he is our covering, right? Amen. After a few days, we got to this place that was on the left side of the beach in a forest. It was evening, and the sun was almost completely down, but the town had so many different colored lights and different loud sounds coming from it. It kind of reminded me of Vanity Fair from Pilgrim's Progress. At this place, there were some theme park rides and many different buildings with different activities. The sounds were so loud, and there was festival music and much laughter, And it was extremely worldly. So the Lord has called us out of the world to be separate from it and to not get distracted by the lusts of the flesh and its things of the world, right? Before we went in, we prayed and God told us that there would be many Satanists in there. Aha! But there were things in there that were stolen from us. That's what Satanists do. They steal. They are of their Father, right? And we were to walk into the areas God said to grab what belonged to us, and then we could all leave. Well, okay, we know they've stolen some things, and we can take them back, right? You don't have to ask them back like Jesus said. And uh, this is not talking physically, obviously, but uh, spiritually, things that are stolen by the devil and his children. We all had a different task and a different area to go inside. And we all went in pairs. And I was with a sister. NENT, Luke 10 and 1 through 3 says, Now, after these things, the Lord appointed seventy others and sent them two and two before his face into every city and place whither he himself was about to come. And he said unto them, The harvest indeed is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Yes, everybody's, you know, having fun at the fair, you know. Uh, Pray therefore the Lord of the harvest, that he send forth laborers into his harvest. Go, lo, I send you forth as lambs amidst the wolves. Yes, Luke 10 and 19. Lo, I have given you authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall in any wise hurt you. So he's given us authority over all the power of the enemy. Remember that remember that. I think that's going to be demonstrated as we go on here. As we walked inside the festival, there were many people all around, and there were many famous actors, witches, musicians, and other known people in the world. There were also a lot of people I had never seen before in real life. The Lord had revealed to me that witches and others that illegally access the spirit realm, can see Jesus in me, and they know who I am when in public. So we stick out like a sore thumb. Also, the demons in others are aware of Jesus in us, and I can see that they recognize Christ in me. So in the dream... I ask God to not allow any of the witches or demons to be able to see that Jesus is in us so that we don't stick out because they're there to take back what's been stolen, right? But for us to be hidden and not noticeable to the demons and the witches. And praise God, He did exactly that. He either made us invisible to everyone or He made us just look like normal people. But the enemy couldn't see us. Well, God can do the supernatural and He can keep us hidden in the natural. Uh, Mark 11 and 24, Therefore I say unto you, all things whatsoever you pray and ask for, believe that you receive them. And that is past tense, by the way. Received. Um, even in the received text, it has a footnote there that it's past tense. Received them and you shall have them because you already received it. We've already spoken that, right? Psalm 32 and 7, Thou art my hiding place. Thou wilt preserve me from trouble. Thou wilt compass me about with songs of deliverance. Selah. So, We were all able to easily go to the area to get what we needed without being noticed. Two brothers went into a maze area that was filled with all different types of mirrors. And what was theirs was in the center of the maze. Well, to see themselves as Jesus uh, beyond the natural and uh, the reward is at the end, right? You need a mirror, right? 2 Corinthians 3 and 18. But we all, with an unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are transformed into that same image from glory to glory, even as from the Lord the Spirit. So if you believe that you don't live anymore, that Jesus lives in you now, and that He is doing this work, he doesn't lack anything to be able to do this, right? Another couple had to go in uh, to the music area. Uh, music, when sung or listened to, can lift our spirits up, right? And because a lot of the music has been stolen by the devil, right? <laughs> Another went to a party area where everyone was drinking and dancing, and others had to go on a roller coaster and the spinning swings ride. This represents idolatry to the world, where we are tempted by the world, and the lust of the eyes, and the lust of the flesh, and the vainglory of life, the pride of life, right? Temptations come in the five senses. That's the five kings where Joshua had captured them and put them in the earth and put the rock over the mouth of the cave. Don't let the five senses talk out of your mouth, right? 1 Corinthians 10, 6 and 7 says, Now these things were our examples to the intent that we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. Neither be ye idolaters as were some of them. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Well, many will be tempted to do this in these days. They will cease to be stewards and instead claim ownership of what belongs to God, right? Yes, in the New Testament, we are not owners. We are only stewards. Jesus said, if you don't renounce everything you have, you cannot be my disciple. Listen to him. It's not yours. It's his. First John two fifteen 15-17, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, and the lust of the eyes, and the vain glory of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth for ever. The sister and I went into an escape room that was connected to a playground. An escape room is where someone is locked into it to play a game requiring them to solve a series of puzzles within a certain amount of time to accomplish a goal, typically finding a key to leave the room. It's an escape room, right? They will have to race against the clock and decipher clues to find their way out of the room. Okay, so let's go on. There was a lineup to go through this with many people behind us and in front of us. Only one person could go into an escape room at a time, and we had to wait in the playground area for our turn. So they're out there playing, but they got to get to work pretty quick. And once the person was uh, done with the first escape room, they would go into another lineup for the next escape room. And there were 10 escape rooms. So what are they escaping from? Any kind of bondage to the devil and his creatures, right? Any kind of bondage. You're escaping constantly, right? Jesus said, he bound the strong man, now go plunder him. Yeah. If you don't plunder him, he said, you will be scattered. Amen. And there were ten escape rooms. The number ten symbolizes perfect and completeness. It also is symbolic of the Ten Commandments, the law given to Moses. It was made known that the majority of people that go in will not get through many rooms. So they quit and they leave. So they don't escape. In fact, some people keep their problems all the way up until the end, right? And sometimes even then. But those uh, that did get further into the escape rooms mostly died. Well, this is the way of escape, isn't it? We must lose our life in the world in order to have the life of Christ. We continue in the faith and press on to the high calling of God in Christ. And each of us must manifest our own death to self. Not everyone is able to continue. Many give up and go back to the world because they don't want to pay the price. Right? Of course. Matthew 22 and 14, For many are called, but few are chosen. Why are they chosen? The fruit. They got the fruit of Jesus. Matthew 10, 22, And you shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. But he that endureth to the end, the same shall be saved. Amen. Enduring to the end of what? Enduring to the end of your faith. You're believing for something that you don't manifestly have in most cases. But so you have to endure in your faith to see that. Matthew 16, 24 and 25 says, Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever would save his life shall lose it and whosoever shall lose his life for my sake shall find it. When it was finally our turn, I went in first, and the sister went in behind me. There were many people in front of me that couldn't get out of the escape room, so they would get dragged out by whoever was running this place. (laughs) But God's grace and His help uh, he got me through the first five escape rooms. Praise the Lord. Five is the number of grace, right? And when I was in the fifth escape room, God told me that by witchcraft, they had been putting a plastic bag into my mouth for each room I went into without me knowing And their goal was to choke out everyone before they could get to the 10th room, which was the ultimate escape, right? Yeah. So they could not partake of the breath of the Holy Spirit, right? That's what the point is. You have to be filled and refilled. Read the book of Acts, Acts 2 and Acts 4. They got refilled with the Spirit. It gets used up, so to speak. Uh, out of your innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. They spake he of the Spirit, that they that believed on him were to receive. Well, a river of living water has to come from somewhere, and it has to keep flowing. And you must keep that relationship with the Father, and ask always to be filled with his Holy Spirit. Amen. So they could not partake of the breath of the Spirit. The item we wanted was in the tenth room. But they didn't want anyone to get there. So they would kill off or take out everyone they could before they got there. Yeah. So God wants to know who is determined (laughs) to get there, right? And this could mean uh, restricting the move of the Holy Spirit, stopping their ability to breathe or spiritual discernment. Uh, They use witchcraft to suffocate or choke people, a spiritual death to take us out so that we don't receive all of the Lord has for us and reach our completion, and in this dream, taking back what they came for. Mark four nineteen. and the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches and the lusts of other things entering in chokes the word and it becomes unfruitful. Some of the women captured by the Satanists will overcome, I believe, and escape when the principality in the leaders die. Um, Because the leaders die, the principality has to leave, right? And their power over them is broken. Some may not be chosen and would not escape. Okay. So the great escape is something God's put in your hand. He's given you authority over all the power of the enemy. All all his power. And we also have power over the enemy for our brethren on the inside who are bound. Amen? Exercise your faith. Command it to happen, right? I went to a mirror that was in the room and I opened my mouth and there were five plastic bags in the colors of gray and blue. Well, a person begins to turn blue or gray when they are suffocating and there's not enough oxygen in the blood. Blue and gray represent death by suffocation. If you don't keep getting fed by the Holy Spirit and breathe in the breath of the Spirit, you're not going to make it. I took them all out, and everything was well. The Lord showed me how to get out of this escape room, and then I went into the waiting hallway to get into the sixth escape room. There was no one else there, but I wanted to wait there so I could tell the sister behind me about the plastic bags. The walls in this area were lime green. Well, lime green could represent freshness or being uh, refreshed in the spirit after being saved from a death assignment. (laughs) Yeah. The sister came out, and I told her about the plastic bags, and she pulled them out of her mouth, too. And we continued on to the next escape rooms. After each room, I I would take the plastic bag out of our mouth, and it was supernatural how it even got into our mouth. Well, you know, I would say a lot of the cares of this life keeps a person from seeking to be filled with the Holy Spirit. So we share with our brethren the revelations given us from the Lord so that they can learn and also be free from the traps of the enemy and continue going forward in Christ. I was able to get the last escape room to the last escape room. And I know it was only through God's grace that He gave me the wisdom, understanding, and knowledge to get through each escape room. Let me say, any could contact us for this wisdom and knowledge. When they die out to the principality over their personal uh, stupid demons, they will lose power and their conscience and knowledge will return and they will escape. And I'm talking about the demons will lose their power and they will escape. Okay? You, you need to know that you have all authority over the demons. Many are convinced they don't have this. Many, many. You have authority to cast out your own demons. If you recognize that they're there, that's one of the big problems. That's why we need to help, right? When I got to the 10th escape room, I was able to get the item that belonged to us and leave unnoticed just as we prayed. So he prayed believed he received, right? The evil people had cameras set up everywhere so naturally they would have seen and known I was in there and had obtained the item. Normally demons who Jesus is in uh, in the spiritual realm but the other brethren and I were completely hidden physically and spiritually. So the the demons see who Jesus is in, right, in the spiritual realm. But you need to remember that God can make you invisible to the enemy. The hidden place of the, sec- the secret place of the Most High, right? Pray for the escapees to be hidden in Christ. Pray for them to believe they have received. Pray for them to know they have authority. Pray for them to cast down the authority of these demons. The sister I was uh, with uh, waiting outside as she had quit a few rooms ago because she had listened to fear, but she repented and got out. We then left to go back to the beach to meet with the other brethren. Well, the, the beach is at the sands of the seashore, and, you know, Abraham's cedar as the sands of the seashore. So they went back to the community of the brethren, right? So on the way out, a, a brother who had started with us was socializing with some people at the party, and it was then made known unto us that he had taken interest in the worldly pleasures and people. Oh, that captures them too. Yeah. Uh, Let me say also in this Satanist parties is that the lure of lust in the Satanist camp captures many people. This brother then became visible to them and to the enemy. So the enemy captured him. Yes, we know some that are captured because they were not invisible. And um, they gave in to the, the fleshly lusts they saw there, right? We just prayed and left and were later reunited with the brethren that stayed in agreement with the Word and hidden in Christ. So there you go. Agree with the Word, speak the Word, take authority with the Word, and stay hidden in Christ. We learned that there were a few others that got stuck in this town, in the party with these evil people. We knew there wasn't anything we could do but pray for them, which is plenty. You can do that. Because if we went back to speak to them, we would become visible to them and to the enemy. But we wanted to stay hidden in Christ. Yes, you want to stay overcomers. You can do nothing if you're not an overcomer. You can't help anybody else. Your prayers going in there won't be any good, right? So, pray for our brethren who have been taken captive to the deceitfulness of this world. And uh, keep in faith. Allow the Lord to do this amazing work of grace. Amen. NENT, Colossians 4 and 12 says, Epaphras, who is one of you, bondman of Christ Jesus, greets you, always striving for you in his prayers, that you may stand perfect and fully assured in all of God's will. James five fifteen and 16 says this, And the prayer of faith shall save the weary one, and the Lord shall raise him up, and if he have committed sins, it shall be forgiven him. Confess, therefore, your sins one to another, and pray one for another that you be healed. The supplication of a righteous man availeth much in its working. Hebrews 7 and 25 Whence also he is able to save to the uttermost them that approach God through him, he ever learning or ever living to make intercession for them. Amen. All of us that got out of the place were able to get all the items back that belonged to us. And we continued walking along the beach to go to the next place that God wanted us to go to. Okay, so do you know anything along the path that uh, the devil has stolen from you and the witches and the war- warlocks and the Satanists uh, prayed against you to make sure I mean they're out there all the time doing this. They prayed tried to pray Trump down 3 times and failed cuz so many people were praying in faith for him. But they also pray against all Christians. And they invade uh churches and you have to uh check them out and find out who they are and get them out of there, right? Usually they'll go get offended when you reveal their sins. Yeah. Believe and confess the word. This is me. (laughs) So many want sanctification or healing or deliverance or provision, etc. And the demons are constantly trying to talk you out of these things and more, using as ammunition your many problems, mistakes, failures, etc. But Jesus gave his gifts unto many imperfect people who were uh, their own worst enemies, okay? He even gave these things to people who were willfully disobedient in some cases to confirm His Word so that they would know He is God and He is true to His Word. However, they did not in some way escape the judgment for this kind of sin, for that is the Word too. And James five and fourteen. Afterwards, Jesus findeth him in the temple and said unto him, Behold, thou art made whole. Sin no more, lest a worse thing befall thee. So we received this text by faith at random, uh, Hebrews six eleven through nineteen. And we desire that each one of you may show the same diligence unto the fullness of hope, even to the end. Because you have to endure to the end to receive what you asked, or what you commanded, or whatever. That you be not sluggish, but imitators of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. There it is again, let patience have its perfect work that you may be entire, lacking in nothing. Patient in your faith. Endure. For when God made promise to Abraham, who was in the flesh and trying to save himself, since he could swear by none greater, he swore by himself, saying, Surely blessing I will bless thee, and multiplying I will multiply thee. And thus, having patiently endured, he obtained the promise. Well, this could be true of any And all promises to you, right? For men swear by the greater, and in every dispute of theirs, the oath is final for confirmation. Wherein God, being minded to show more abundantly unto the heirs of the promise, the immutability, this is a word that means unchangeableness, He wanted to show unto the heirs the promise, uh, the immutability or unchangeableness of his counsel. In other words, he he said something, he means it. If he said it back then, he means it now. He interposed with an oath. He wanted to prove his unchangeableness, so he interposed with an oath that by two immutable or unchangeable things in which it's impossible for God to lie. So what are the two unchangeable things? Well, number one, he cannot lie about any promise that he made to you. And on top of that, his oath was a promise. So there's two immutable things because he cannot lie, right? So we may have a strong encouragement who have fled for refuge to lay hold of the hope set before us. Grab those promises. Keep them with you. Swing them like a two-edged sword, right? So he did this to show you he will not break his promises so that you can be encouraged to believe them. The demons will try to give you many reasons to not believe that they are for you. You did this. You did that. You failed here. You failed there. But look at when Jesus went Look what he did. He gave it freely. Yes, and he expected them to go away and not sin because he said the devil could come back seven times worse, right? Verse 19 which we have as an anchor of the soul. Yes, these promises are an anchor of our soul, a hope both sure and steadfast and entering into that which is within the veil. So this anchor of your soul is so that you won't be thrown about by every lie of the demons or every wind of doctrines or whatever. God will keep His Word to you. Hebrews 13 and 8, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today, yea, and forever. He's the same. He's not going to change His mind. He's unchangeable concerning His promises. Religions all have a changeable God who cannot be trusted. In other words, He made an eternal covenant, but you can't be sure He will heal the sick, save from sin, demons, or lack any more. So you can't have faith. You can't be sure. And that's the way they are, wishy-washy. They don't know how to pray and believe they have received. But Jesus said, All things whatsoever you pray and ask for, believe you have received. Everything. What else would the devil have you to believe? Well, Come out from among them, these double-minded people. They have double-minded doctrine and think not that they shall receive anything from the Lord, he says. Psalm 119, 86-93. All thy commandments are faithful. They persecuted me wrongfully. Help thou me. They had almost consumed me upon the earth. Well, God's people are being devoured by the curse and the demons. I love it because that's where the cure is. But I forsook not thy precepts. 88. Quicken. This word means make alive. Quicken me after thy loving kindness. So shall I observe the testimony of thy mouth. For Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. There it is. Forever it's settled. Father says it's unchangeable, so you can believe it today. Thy faithfulness is unto all generations. In other words, we have the same promises that were given back then, and they are still unchangeable. Some people say they all passed away. Well, sure, that, that sure turned them into a dead religion, didn't it? It sure did. Thou hast established the earth, and it abideth. <clears throat> they abide this day according to thine ordinances, for all things are thy servants. Oh, look at that. Notice that everything serves God, so nothing can stop Him from answering your faith and prayers. And all things are yours, because He said, all things are thy servants. Unless thy law had been my delight, I should then have perished in mine affliction. People do perish in their affliction. They're anxious in their trouble. They can't receive from God, and they don't realize they already have received, and all they have to do is believe they've received. Unless thy law had been my delight I should then have perished in mine affliction it happens Proverbs ten twenty one The lips of the righteous feed many, but the foolish die for lack of understanding. Hosea four six My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, because thou hast rejected knowledge I will also reject thee, that thou shalt be no priest unto me. Seeing that thou hast forgotten the law of thy God, I also will forget thy children. Oops, oops. I will never forget thy precepts, for with them thou hast quickened me. That's made me alive. Therefore, I esteem all thy precepts concerning all things to be right. All of them, even ones way back in the beginning. All of them, all the way up until this day. All things to be right. And I hate every false way, which is what they tell you. No, that all passed away with the apostles. You can't do that. Uh-huh. So, by whose stripes you were healed. Stop looking for your healing. You have it. Believe you have received, as Jesus said, and you shall have it. And he made you free from sin. You have it. And he delivered you out of the power of darkness. You have it. And he gave you authority over all the power of the enemy. You have it. And nothing shall in any wise hurt you. You have it already. John 12 and 48. He that rejecteth me and receiveth not my sayings hath one that judgeth him. The word that I spake. The one at the beginning. The word that I spake. Past tense the same shall judge him in the last day. Especially if he says it all passed away with the apostles and they believe that lie. They won't bear any fruit. They won't believe they have received any of this. Yeah, it's a dead religion, a deception. Verse 50, And I know that his commandment is life eternal, the things therefore which I speak, even as the Father has said unto me, so I speak. First Kings 8 and 56. Blessed be the Lord that hath given rest unto his people Israel, according to all that he hath promised. See, when you believe the promise, you can rest, right? There hath not failed one word of all his good promise. If the failure is there, it's us to continue to believe we have received and to continue to uh, confess our sins so we can be You know, righteous before God and to continue to reckon ourselves uh, righteous through faith in the cross, right? There hath not failed one word of all his good promise, which he promised by Moses, his servant. And we have a better covenant based on better promises. How about that? And Psalm 89 and 34 says, My covenant will I not break, nor alter the thing that has gone out of my lips. Well, I thought it, I thought it all passed away with the apostles. Hmm. Since we are dependent on the promises for the abundant life, those who change them under the curse, even as they bring others under the curse. Yeah, you change the word, it's powerless. That's what preachers do. They have to back up what they, their foolish life and their lack of power and all this. They have to explain it away. Revelation 22 and 18. I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book. If any man shall add unto them, God shall add unto him the plagues which are written in this book. So don't depart from the promises, right? Because you'll get the plagues. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book, which they do regularly, uh, of this prophecy, God shall take away his part from the tree of life. Oh, they say that can't happen. Oh, they're lying. And out of the holy city, which are written in this book. That's the bride. Psalm 138 and 2. I will worship towards thy holy temple. And give thanks unto thy name for thy loving kindness and for thy truth. For thou hast magnified thy word above all of thy name. So God's promises and his commands are more important to us than even his name. He's not going to change them. Romans 3 and 3. For what if some were without faith? Well, man may break the covenant but God doesn't. He's still faithful to it. If you stay there and you believe you have received and you hold fast, you will get it. Shall their want of faith make of none effect the faithfulness of God? Nope. He's faithful. The Word is still there. You know, it's ready for you, waiting for you. God will be faithful to all who repent and believe. And sometimes, they don't even know they need to repent of something. And that's where you can come in. God forbid, yea, let God be found true, and every man a liar, as it is written, that thou mightest be justified in thy words. Oh, be careful. You you want to be accounted righteous in your words by not disagreeing with the Holy Spirit or the Word of God, right? And mightest prevail when thou comest into judgment. You'll prevail when you come into judgment if you don't add to or take from the Word and you believe it and confess it. We must uh, agree with the Word so we may be accounted as righteous so that we can have God's benefits and overcome when we're in tribulation. Matthew 10 and 32. Everyone, therefore, who shall confess, that's homo legeo, meaning to speak the same as, that's what God says, meaning agree with the Word. Uh, who shall confess, which is homo ligeo, uh are you healed? Say it. Are you saved from sin? Say it. Are you free from demons? Say it. Are you provided for? Say it. Many will come to try to get you to agree with what you see with your eyes rather than what you see in the book. Agree with the book. It's unchangeable. Who shall confess me before men, him will I also confess before my Father. So if you speak the same as He does, He will speak that before the Father, and you will get it. But whosoever shall deny me before men, him will I also deny before my Father who is in heaven. So if we walk and talk by sight to please men, we will miss His benefits. Hmm. Luke 12 and 8. And I say unto you, everyone who shall confess me before men, speak the same as me, Jesus said, before men, him shall the Son of Man also confess before the angels of God. They're the ones that bring it to pass, see. But he that denieth me in the presence of men shall be denied in the presence of the angels of God. In other words, they're not going to go to work for you. Angels will take their cue from your words and actions of faith, and it is they who minister God's salvation to you. Hebrews 4 and 14. Having then a great high priest who hath passed through the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. And Hebrews 10 and 23. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope that it waver not. In other words, not double-minded. For he is faithful that promised. Say it. Believe it. Speak it. Second Corinthians 1, 18 through 20 says, But as God is faithful, our word towards you is not yes and no. I'm, I'm putting it in our language. God isn't fickle, as the religions say. He stands behind his word. He is not a liar. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, even by me, and Sylvanus and Timothy, was not yea and nay, but in him is yea. In other words, he's not yes and no about his promises. He is yes. He wants you to partake of them. For how many soever be the promises of God, in him is the Yea. And wherefore, also through him is the Amen, meaning when we agree, right? Unto the glory of God through us. Hmm. Matthew 8, 1-10. And when he was come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, there came to him a leper, and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. And he stretched forth his hand, and he touched him, saying, I will be thou made clean. So Jesus is willing to heal and deliver. And straightway his leprosy was cleansed. And Jesus saith unto him, See, thou tell no man, but go, show thyself to the priest, and offer the gift that Moses commanded for testimony unto them. Amen. And when he was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him, and saying, Lord, my servant lieth in the house sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And he saith unto him, I will come and heal him. And the centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldst come under my roof. You know, God gives grace to the humble, but he resists the proud. But only say the word, and my servant shall be healed. For I also am a man under authority, having under myself soldiers. And I say to this one, Go, and he goeth, and to another, Come, and he cometh. And to uh, my servant do this, and he doeth it. He knew more than God's people that Jesus' word was supreme authority over the curse. And when Jesus heard it, he marveled and said unto them that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great a faith, no, not in Israel. Well, that should have shamed them. Mark 5 and 22 through 42, And there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus, by name. And seeing him, he falleth at his feet, and beseecheth him much, saying, My little daughter is at the point of death. I pray thee that thou come and lay thy hand on her, that she may be made whole and live. Well, he had faith in Jesus to make her live. And he went with him, and a great multitude followed him, and they thronged him. And a woman who had an issue of blood twelve years, and had suffered many things of many physicians, and had spent all that she had, and was nothing better, but rather grew worse, having heard the things concerning Jesus, came in the crowd behind him, and touched his garment. For she said, If I touch but his garment, I shall be made whole. Look, she made the rules. Uh, if, this, if this happens, uh, then I'm going to do this, right? If I touch his garments, I shall be made whole. She spoke to the mountain and did not doubt so that she got what she said, as Mark said in Mark 11, 23 and 24. Verily I say unto you, Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou taken up and cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that what he saith cometh to pass, he shall have it. Therefore I say unto you, All things whatsoever you pray and ask for, believe that you received them, and you shall have them. Oh, awesome, awesome. So back to our text, Mark 5 and 29. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of her plague. And straightway Jesus, perceiving in himself that the power proceeding from him had gone forth, turned him about in the crowd and said, Who touched my garments? <laughs> Well, notice, it was not a matter of whether God willed this healing or not, for Jesus didn't even know it had happened until it happened. It was a matter of faith and confession, as we are told. Amen. Some people say, I don't have enough faith. All you got to do is keep on confessing the good report, right? And his disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and saith thou, Who touched me? And he looked around about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had been done to her, she must have been acting like she stole that from Jesus or something, yeah, uh, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth, confessed. She confessed, but she didn't know. That's what Jesus wanted. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Whilst he yet speak, they came from the ruler of the synagogue's house, saying, Thy daughter is dead. Why troublest thou the teacher any further? But Jesus, not heeding the word spoken, saith unto the ruler of the synagogue, Fear not, only believe. In other words, keep on believing, you say. That's the last straw there. It's over. Well, no. Don't pay attention to what man or devil says. It's never too late. Jesus still resurrects the dead. And I'm a witness. And he suffered no man to follow with him, save Peter and James and John, the brother of James. And they came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue. And he beholdeth a tumult, and many people weeping and greatly. Now let me see. Uh, Weeping and wailing uh, greatly. That didn't do any good, did it? Hmm. Okay. And when he was entered in, he saith unto them, Why make you a tumult, and weep? The child is not dead, but sleepeth. A spoken word of faith there. And verse 40. And they laughed him to scorn, but he, having put them all forth, taketh the father of the child, and... Her mother. So they went in where the child was. Hmm. And taking the child by the hand, he saith unto her, Talitha Kumai. Which is being interpreted, Damsel, I say unto thee, Arise. Arise. Notice Jesus didn't ask the Father to do this. He took the authority that the Father gave him. And he said, as the Father sent me, so send I you. He's not sending you to go ask the Father to do it. He delegated you. Damsel, I say unto thee, arise. Another spoken word of faith. And straightway the damsel rose up and walked for she was twelve years old. And they were amazed straightway with a great amazement. Oh, wow. Awesome. Matthew 15, 22-31. And behold, a canaanite woman came out from those borders and cried, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with a demon. But he answered her not a word. Well, this was, of course, testing her faith with silence. Have you ever had silence? Hmm. But that doesn't mean no. Silence does not mean no. <laughs> and his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. And they mistook, of course, his silence as an unwillingness to deliver, right? Uh huh. So, but he answered and he said, I was not sent unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. I was not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And another test, that she was not qualified this time. So many hear this, you know, faith is the qualification. Some have more than God's people. This woman, a canaanite woman, had more than God's people. And she got an answer. But she came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. And he answered and said, It is not meet to take the children's bread and cast it to the dogs. Well, now he's testing her with an insult, right? <laughs> so again, the test of, You're not qualified. But like Naaman, the Syrian... All that is needed is actions of faith to be a believer. But she said, Yea, Lord, for even the dogs eat the crumbs which fall from the master's table. Ooh, God, his attention there. Humility brings grace. Pride brings disgrace. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. Be it done unto thee even as thou wilt. And her daughter was healed from that hour. O glory be to God. And Jesus departed thence and came nigh unto the sea of Galilee. And he went up into the mountain and sat there. And there came unto him great multitudes, having with them the lame, the blind, the dumb, the maimed, many others. And they cast them down at his feet, and he healed them. Inasmuch as that the multitude wondered, When they saw the dumb speaking, the maimed whole, the lame walking, and the blind seeing, and they glorified the God of Israel. Well, in any great multitude, even of God's people, there are sinners of every kind. But this was not the problem. Notice, it was their faith to bring the sick to Jesus because they heard and saw that he healed and delivered. So he was being weak to the weak. Uh, it, their their faith was according to sight and what they heard with their ears instead of just believing the Bible. We have to believe the Bible. We're not supposed to be weak. We're responsible to read the Bible and believe it. And he goes on, of course, more blessed are they who do not see and yet believe. And they glorified God Everyone and themselves, they were never the same. Oh, yes. And Matthew 4 and 24, and the report of him went forth into all of Syria. They brought unto him all that were sick, holding with divers diseases and torments, possessed with demons, and epileptic, and palsied, and he healed them. And Jesus, perceiving it, withdrew from thence, and many followed him, and he healed them too. <laughs> And he healed them all. There it goes. Luke six seventeen and 19. And he came down with them and stood on a level place and a great multitude of his disciples and a great number of the people from all Judea and Jerusalem and the sea coasts of Tyre and Sidon who came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. And they that were troubled with unclean spirits were healed. And uh, all the multitude sought to touch him for power came forth from Him and healed them all. So we shall see this again for Jesus' coming as the latter reign in Hosea 6, 1, 2, 3. We do see some of it now, but uh, it's sparse, more sparse than it should be. Luke 4 and 40, And when the sun was setting, all they that had any sick with diverse diseases brought them unto Him, and He laid hands on them, and every one of them, and He, Healed them. Okay. Wow. So, it's He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Is He not? So, God can change a prophecy, a word of knowledge or wisdom, dream or a vision, which can all be warnings rather than prophecies, right? Uh, which are changed if we repent sometimes. It's a threat sometimes. And they can be promises, which we must believe to receive. Many do not believe to the end to receive so that their promise was not fulfilled. These things are changeable, but the Word is not changeable. Jeremiah 23, 28, and 29, The prophet that hath a dream, let him tell a dream. And he that hath my uh, word, let him speak my word. That's a prophetic word, right? Faithfully. What is the straw to the wheat, saith the Lord? Is not my word like fire, saith the Lord, like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces? Well, we know that the straw supports the wheat, but its value is nothing like the wheat. A dream or a prophecy can be changed, but not the word. Oh, so if you got a threatening word, Just remember, God can change that. Isaiah 53, 1-12 Who hath believed our message, and for whom hath the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he grew up before him as a tender plant, and as a root out of dry ground. He hath no form, nor comeliness, that when we see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He was not a really pretty-looking preacher, was he? Probably didn't even have a suit on. Thank God. He was despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. That's the Hebrew word sickness. Why did they not do that right? And as one from whom men hide their face, he was despised and we esteemed him not. So who was he despised by? The factious. (laughs) Who was Job or David despised by? The factious. Surely he hath borne our griefs, that's sicknesses, and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, so there you go. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. So therefore, you don't have a problem there either. Believe that. He was oppressed, yet when he was afflicted, he opened not his mouth, and as a lamb that is led to the slaughter, and as a sheep that be before its shears is dumb, so he opened not his mouth. Okay. Thank you, Father, for your awesome word, Lord. Help us to stay in that word and keep walking by it and speaking by it and believing and enduring to the end of our faith to see the wonderful promise come to pass. Amen. And thank you, Saints, for joining us today. God bless you and keep you. And uh, we'll do this again sometime. All right. Good night. Okay.
0: My thirsting soul, pure as water, made me whole. Let your streams of mercy flow, oh Jesus. I trust in you. Though the mountains fall into the sea, though the rivers rise, I still believe. For oh, your mercy stands and your word is true, oh Jesus. I trust in you. And when I face that darkest night, what will be my guiding light? The shining rays of red and white. Jesus, I trust in you. Oh, sacred heart in you, I find. Mercy seated for all time, I am yours and you are mine, Lord Jesus, I trust in you. Though the mountains fall into the sea, though the rivers rise, I still believe. For your mercy stands and your word is true, O Jesus, I trust in you.